Welcome into Wednesday's edition of Hot Takes. I'm David Smith alongside Cody Blazak. And it's a great day within the Mississippi State program here. We've got a lot more to talk about outside of that. But today was the introductory press conference for new men's basketball head coach Chris Jans. And he killed it. Let me tell you, I was, I was I got a chance to be there and talk to him afterwards. And he was very He's perfect. I, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that I, I truly believe the Mississippi State fans can expect winning. Um, I'm sure you guys will talk about it more tomorrow on the Dude, since I don't think y'all got to have an episode yesterday, right? No? So, y'all will have fun talking about that one tomorrow, but we've got a lot of March Madness to dive into. We, we talked about, recapped everything you could think of on Monday. Today, we'll be diving into a preview of the Sweet 16 games, as well as kind of given our updated picks. I'm not sure if Cody has any real changes to it. i got to change my Kentucky pick. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got uh, my Kentucky pick was my national champion, so I've got to change that as well. So I'm excited to dive into it, but let's... You know what, real quick, let's let's look at our brackets. David, we'll start with yours. We don't have to. Might no, well. I think we should. I, I get enough crap from you as it is, so I got I got a dish what I can. First off, like you heard, David's national champion was Kentucky. Yes. I also had Iowa in the Final Four. The first day of March Madness was not great for me. Um, David has a champ remaining in Arizona. Or, excuse me, a, a final champ. Or yeah, a final... A, a national finalist. Yeah. Remaining in Arizona. And then a Final Four pick in Gonzaga. His Elite Eight... Was not ideal by any means either. No, it was not pretty. St. Mary's, Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa, Auburn. He has Gonzaga, Texas Tech, and Arizona remaining. <laughs> to say the least, David has not had a great march. No, I mean, I, I... He has a group of 150 people, and he places 146. At the moment. <laughs> Can only go up from here, I think. No, you can. Um, you can go down. No, I'll go up. Don't you worry. Once, once, once St. Peter's comes through and bring brings home the chat title, um, we all good. We'll be okay. Where Where do you sit in this group? How's your bracket? In going? your group, I sit at 29th. Uh, I have my champion alive. I which have is, which is Duke. Which is Duke. I have my other finalist in Kansas alive. I have. Obviously, those are two of my final four picks. Then I have Villanova, who's alive. Kentucky, who is not alive. <laughs> R.I.P. Kentucky. My sweet or my lead eight isn't terrible either. I have Arkansas alive, Duke, UCLA, Arizona, Villanova, and Kansas. So six six out of the eight I still have alive. Who was the other one um, besides Kentucky? USC. USC. You had St. Mary's. Don't even go there with me. St. Mary's is a fantastic ball club. St. Peter's is a fantastic ball club, and ain't nobody had them this far, but like 500 people. That's true. Very Anything can happen in March. Um, losing my champion in the sixth game of March Madness was not ideal, to say the least. No, I, I, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a rough pick right there. <laughs> but that's all right. We're here to, to bring some updated picks here, and we're going we're gonna to start diving into it. We're going to go in chronological order here starting on Thursday. 6.09 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Gonzaga comes in as a 9.5-point favorite over the four-seed Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas got here 
by virtue of beating Vermont and beating New Mexico State in a couple of close contests. Gonzaga was close with Georgia State early, ended up pulling away late, and then was close with Memphis pretty much the whole way, won that game by four, I believe. This should be a fun matchup here, though. Yeah, I think it will be a fun matchup. And does the is the SEC's finest final remaining team able to stay alive? I don't know. I'm not sure. With Arkansas, they didn't really have teams that. How do I put this? They didn't play great teams. They played 13 seed Vermont one by four. Played 15 or a 12 seed. New Mexico State won by five. They, you would expect out of one of those games, they would have won by 10, 15 points. Their biggest margin of victory was five. That 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 concerns me going into a Gonzaga game, which Gonzaga hasn't looked perfect this tournament either. They kept, it was close with um, Georgia State in the first round for quite a while. It was neck and neck all the way until about 11 minutes to go in the second half where they just couldn't be stopped. And then even against Memphis, they only won by four. So I think this could be a very close game that comes down to the wire. It might be our first buzzer beater of March. Well, we've been waiting to see a buzzer beater. I believe we've had six overtime games to this point. No buzzer beaters yet, though. I like Gonzaga here. Pretty plain and simple. Um, I think it is. A, I think it is a close game. I, I think it's a single-digit victory for for the Zags. But Arkansas just has not looked great. And obviously, anything that happened in March. I mean, we saw a few years ago Auburn and New Mexico State in the first round. New Mexico State had a shot at the buzzer to win, and they missed the shot. And Auburn ended up going to the Final Four, and that was a round of sixty-four games. So. Sometimes previous performances and previous games don't necessarily show the the best factor there, but that's what we've got to go off. And I like Gonzaga here. This is their whole body of work and everything they've done this season. I'm impressed with the Zags, and I think they, they move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think that my bracket says Arkansas. If I could go back and change it, I'd probably pick Gonzaga. So... For the sake of the show, I'm going to pick Gonzaga, but I'm rooting for Arkansas. Uh-huh, yes. I need Arkansas. Okay. Next up, I said we're going to go in a chronological order. We're not going to. We're going to stick with this region here. And this is probably the best game of the night. Maybe Houston and Arizona might be a better one. Texas Tech and Duke. It's an interesting matchup. This is going to be a really, really fun game, and I'm very excited for it. Texas Tech sits as a slight favorite, a one-point favorite here. Duke the two seed in the region, Texas Tech the three seed. Duke obviously struggled to get past Michigan State, but I mean that's expected. Tom Izzo coached Michigan State team. You're going to get a fight from them. Texas Tech just kind of rolled through their opposition. Oh, um, I wouldn't say rolled through. Notre yeah, Dame. I mean was, Notre Dame was close, but there was never really a time in that game that I was. Oh, I was Texas scared. Tech should not have won that game. They didn't make a field goal in the final seven minutes. The only reason they won that game was because of free throws. Yeah. I just whenever I whenever Texas Tech needed to get a defensive stop when it mattered most, I was I was confident they could do so. This this matchup to me is one of the one of the best offensive teams against the best defensive team in the nation. And to flip that, Duke plays good defense, and Texas Tech has a mediocre offense. I think that's what worries me 
for Texas Tech. I think we defense know. is great. Offense isn't the best. Duke, I think you have a really good offense and a really good defense. Yeah, Duke, without a doubt, has really started to come together. Um, whenever they needed to make plays when it mattered most, they were able to in that Michigan State game. And also, I mean, of course, they blew Cal State Fullerton out of the water. Uh, Texas Tech blew Montana State out of the water and then beat Notre Dame by six. But that's just – I love this Texas Tech team. I'm a huge fan of them. Their offense obviously did not – it sputtered late in the Notre Dame game. Not something you can afford against Duke. Not something they really have done all year long. I mean, their, their offense is not great, of course, but it hasn't really necessarily had to be. They forced a lot of points off turnovers. And Duke is not as, as strong with the ball as, as you would expect that, that kind of team is. They've got a lot of superstars on it. They get a little careless sometimes. I think Texas Tech can really get 15, 16 points off of turnovers in this game. And that's that's going to be the deciding factor. I'm going to arrive at the Red Raiders. Yeah, I, I like this Texas Tech team a lot. And in one of my other brackets, I have Texas Tech winning it all. Only one matters, man. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But I, I think at the end of the day, I, it's Coach K's last season. I, I think Duke will pull it out. It may not. It may not be pretty by any means. It probably won't be. But I. I think with the matter of fact that the offense for Duke is so much better than Texas Tech's, and Texas Tech defense is a lot better than Duke's defense, but I think at the end of the day, Duke's defense is better than Texas Tech's offense, and I think that's what will pull help Duke pull it away, put it away, excuse me. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun game. That game will start about 30 minutes after the Arkansas and Gonzaga game ends. That will also be on CBS. Flipping over to TBS here, starting at 6.29 p.m. This game should not be as intriguing as it is. Michigan and Villanova. Michigan, the 11 seed, obviously getting big-time wins over Colorado State and then over Tennessee. Pretty convincing wins, both of them in my eyes. They were kind of trailing late, um, but late in the second half, they really took over the game. That's an important piece there. And then Villanova, um, they've looked like a Villanova championship team. Um, flat out, they destroyed Delaware, which is expected, but you never know in those two fifteen games these days. Um, and then Ohio State, Ohio State threw every punch they had at Villanova, and Villanova took it and still won by 10. Uh, very impressive performance from the Wildcats. I'm incredibly impressed with them. I think they win this game by double digits. To me... On paper and what we've seen all year long, Villanova is substantially a better team. The coaching, the players, the play style, offense, defense, points off turnovers, free throw percentage, anything. Villanova is lengths better than Michigan. But recently, Michigan has been playing really good basketball. And... They were ranked number four at some point in the beginning of the season when they were, when they had non conference games. I'm wondering if that number four team of Michigan is like here to play, and they just had a really rough season. I think they definitely could be. They've got the talent of that top five AP top five team. I, I think at the end of the day, though, Villanova I, Villanova is scary good. 
and they had a really difficult schedule this year, and they managed to only have seven losses on the season. They had so, one of the like one of the toughest schedules, non-conference and in-conference. Another Big East is incredibly tough. In non-conference, they played a lot of good opponents, um, and they took some they took some losses to these non-conference opponents. One of them, the the ugliest of them all, was probably the Baylor loss, where they only put up thirty something points in that one. Um, but that was way back in November, and this team just looks like it's collected in there. Uh, Colin Gillespie, back-to-back Big East Player of the Year. They're, I just don't see him going down on the Sweet 16. I don't see it happening. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I feel like this Villanova team is a major dark horse team that could win a championship. I, I do. I, I agree with you. You, I feel like in years past we're always like Villanova is so good. They're just so good. This year they're so good. We just don't talk about it a whole lot. I mean, I'm. There are so many other things going on I feel like other teams just take the glory away from Villanova and I think it'll I think that helps Villanova I feel like people have gotten used to seeing Villanova here um yeah that might of, be a better yeah it, it's just one of those things that you know like oh it's just Villanova they're here again you know nobody ever really overrates them nobody underrates them you know they're just Villanova well, I'm sure we'd be doing with the same thing with Duke if it wasn't Coach K's last year it's very possible I, I mean yeah but now they've got all the hype around them there. And one team that's got a lot of hype around them right now is Arizona. And that's the second game on TBS that this night. Slated to start at 8.59 p.m. or 30 minutes after the Michigan and Villanova game ends. Houston playing incredible basketball right now. As the five seed facing off against one seed, Arizona, who squeaked by a TCU. This one's going to be fun. This This... I truly believe this could be a better game than Texas Tech and Duke. This could be a throwdown, showdown. Whose defense is going to step up better? They're both incredibly talented. Benedict Matherin, I mean, obviously, you've fallen in love with them recently. I mean, I've been high on the Wildcats all year long. I'm not high on the Wildcats. I do like Benedict Matherin. Really, really have started to come around to him. I just don't think this Arizona team should have struggled like they did to TCU, and that worries me when you got to play an opponent like Houston. It, I mean, if I'm an Arizona fan, I, I would be a little bit nervous. I would be a lot of bit nervous. Arizona's only a point-and-a-half favorite in this game. I think Houston beats them. I do. Um, I've watched so much Arizona basketball this year, and Houston just doesn't, doesn't is not a good matchup for Arizona at all. And the basketball that Houston's playing right now, they're playing great at the moment. And obviously, I mean, that the first round game against UAB, I had picked UAB to beat Houston. and I was, We both did. Yeah, I mean, they came out and they UAB could not get anything going. Houston also all. had a rough end of the season. They did. They, they, they did not look good. They, they looked like a very bad team at the end of the season. They did not at all. I mean, they, they, were, they were struggling and they turn around – and obviously, Illinois not playing great basketball at the moment. They didn't play well against Chattanooga. They didn't play well against Houston. And Houston, I mean, pulled away with about five minutes to go in this game. It was a one-possession game, and they won. They ended up making it an ugly outcome for them. But nonetheless, I think Houston causes a lot of problems for Arizona. And I think I think Houston takes down the one-seed Wildcats. I think Houston is going to cause a lot of tr- trouble for Arizona. 
I do think, though, if Arizona can keep this, put it this way, if they are down by five points or less with five minutes remaining, I think Arizona has this game. You could be down 20 points in the first half, but if you can get down five points with five minutes to go, I'm very confident with this Arizona team in crunch time. I didn't watch a whole lot of them during the season, but when I watched them against TCU, I was blown away with their their energy and fitness levels. It, I, their toughness is off the charts. When I watched it, I was like, there's, there's no... It looks like... Benedict Matherin looks like he had just entered the game for the first time in that last minute of regulation and overtime. I mean, it, it, it did... If you looked at him on the TV, it didn't even look like he had broken a sweat. So, I I think they are going to make it past this round. But with that being said, I think that's where their energy level depletes. You had that overtime game. I think they're going to start getting tired. You're going to have to be playing your best ball. I, I think you might be in trouble after this game if you can't put the Houston away early, which I don't think is going to happen. Let's move to Friday's games. Thursday games on paper are much better, but Friday's got some fun matchups. These are boring off. to me. What, the Friday games? Yeah, they're going to be fun. They're going to be... Uh, what's going to happen is Thursday is going to be boring and Friday is going to be fun, that's exactly but we won happen. it the other way around. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that's that's the beauty of March, is that these matchups right here, you look at them, they're like, ah, you know, but regardless, the winner of these games is going to go to the Elite Eight, which is going to be incredible. Incredibly fun to watch. First up, CBS 609, St. Peter's, the 15 seed. 12.5 point underdogs to Jaden Ivey and the Purdue Boilermakers, the three seed out of the East region. Obviously, St. Peter's, incredible win over Kentucky, dominating-ish win over Murray State, and Purdue with a big-time win against Texas last round. And then before that, they manhandled Yale. Uh, I mean, Texas had chances late in that game as well. I don't think the score does it justice there. But I like Purdue to win this game. I think it's good. I like it closer than that seven, that 12.5 mark, though. Um, I, I think that St. Peter's is not going to go down without a huge fight. And I mean, St. Peter's is a fantastic defensive team. They have been all year long, uh, according to the stats. But... They've really come to shine here in March. I don't think they beat Purdue, though. They're going to give them everything they got. Yeah, I like I like the game closer than that 12-and-a-half. I think Purdue is going to win this. I, I think it's going to be a dog fight, though. Uh, Wouldn't surprise th- me if it's I, a low-scoring th- rock fight. I, th- <laughs> I think I said this Monday, but in my eyes, if you want to win this game, if you're St. Peter's, Every time Zach Eady gets the ball, foul him. Do, do not let him get an easy basket. Foul him. I, put, put a bench player in that gets a minute a game and let him pick up five fouls. I, do not let Zach Eady get easy shots. Otherwise, you're probably going to have to double team Jaden Ivey. Otherwise, I, I'm not sure you really stand a chance. This, It's been a run for St. Peter's, but... I think it comes to an end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no 15 seed has ever made the Elite Eight, and I think that that will stand true. Three of them, St. Peter's being the third, has made the Sweet 16. Of course, we had Oral Roberts last year, 
could be a trend we see in the future. I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see some some big time. I'm sure we'll see a 16 over one in the next couple of years. Well, I'm um, I'm sure at some point in time, 16 seed will win the national championship. It probably just won't be while you and I are alive. I, maybe. Whenever huh. they whenever they expand the field to 128, that's when probably a 16 seed <laughs> will. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Come on, can you? I mean, at some point, they're going to do it. You right? think they're going to expand it to 128? Why not? You know, more at-large teams, more eyes on TVs, more money for the NCAA and its partners. I'm not. I'm not for that. I like 68. Oh, 68 is perfect. I love it. It's great. But I don't know. St. Peter's though. <laughs> You're going to win this game. You got to have players go off like they did against Kentucky. You let Sheboy get 30 points. Your offense backed up for it. If they play bad defense, their offense has got to help them out. It's that simple. They're going to have a tough time stopping that Purdue offense. It'll be a fun one to watch there, though. Up next in the East region, North Carolina and UCLA, a battle of blue bloods. That is going to be a fun, fun one to watch. That'll be 30 minutes after the St. Peter's-Purdue game concludes. I'm all in on UNC. I think they win this game. My heart tells me UNC, but my bracket tells me UCLA. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't know who I want to win this game and who I think is going to win it because I, w- I want both teams to win it. My reason for UCLA is because I want to continue watching Johnny Juzang play and I want my bracket to be good. The reason I want North Carolina to win is if they win and Duke wins, we get a rematch. In the Final Four... Is it Final Four? I thought it would be next round. No, you and you and UCLA winner will play St. Peter's Purdue. Oh, you're right. You're right. It would they be the would, Final Four. They would have to get both get to the Final Four, which would be insane. It would be so fun to watch. But I do like you UNC here. I like them to get to the Elite Eight. And I might like them to get to the Final Four. Stay tuned. I think I'm going to take UCLA on this one. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody's talking about them. They've been playing well. They've had Tiger Campbell come out and play actually well instead of like he has all season long. Johnny Juzang's been quiet, which makes me think at some point he's going to show up. I I like UCLA in this one. In the Midwest region, Providence in a 1-4 matchup against Kansas, the one seed, of course. Providence has not been impressive all year long. Kansas has looked very impressive recently. Pretty simply here, I like Kansas. Yeah, I like Kansas by 10, at least. This, I, it I just think... feels like Providence, is, Providence hasn't really played anyone. They played South Dakota State, and then they played whoever the 12 seed. They played Richmond, that's right. So, once again, this is an example similar to Arkansas, where the, the level of opponents has not been great. They've just been better. And this is an example of how they're definitely just not the better team here. This, pro- I mean, this Providence team does scare me a bit. They just nobody likes them. Nobody thinks they're good. They, they've got something to prove. On the other, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I'm gonna pick Kansas, but th- this Providence team, I feel like might come out and just be ferocious. 
They might. They play great defense. They do. And in the first two games they've played in this tournament, they were making shots. Well, they, they really also weren't do. playing I mean, yeah, Kansas's. I know. I know. The final game of the night on Friday, 11-seed Iowa State against 10-seed Miami. Of course, Iowa State big-time wins over LSU. The Hurricanes and the Cyclones in the Windy City. Oh, that's so cool to me. <laughs> Is that not? Does that not sound no, no, cool? It's cool. I like it. And I didn't even come up with it. That's the sad didn't. part. Nope. It was the reporter from the night Miami beat Florida. I don't know her name. Miami beat Auburn. Auburn. That's what I meant. I think I said Miami, Florida, because they're from. You get it. Continue. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami big time wins over USC and Auburn. Iowa State big time wins over LSU and Wisconsin. This is a prime example of two teams who have beaten two good teams to get here. I like the Hurricanes, though. I think that Miami's level of guard play is just a little too much for Isaiah Brockington and the Cyclone unit. I I'm, I like Miami to be go punch their ticket to the Elite Eight. I I don't know. I, I just I think Miami is the better team, but this is a toss up. As simple as it gets, is a toss up. I want to take Miami because I think Auburn is a much better team than Wisconsin. And Miami just blew Auburn out of the water. It was not close. They held Javari Smith to 2 of, two of 15 shooting. Which 3 is of 16. 3 of 16, yeah. I mean, They held Walker Kessler to 2 points and 2 rebounds. 0 of 6 from the field. I mean... Impressive if, performance. If... if, if, if your your big time guys are going to score against Miami. If you're Iowa State, they would be making logo shots consistent. I I don't think there's another way to beat this Miami team the way they've been playing. Jim Laranaga has this Miami defense playing incredibly well in their offense as well too. I mean they they make the most of opportunities. If you hand them a chance, they're gonna they're gonna take it and they're gonna run with it. That's gonna be fun to watch there. But let's get into an updated Final Four prediction. I'll go through my four right now really quick. I've got. Gonzaga and Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. I have Gonzaga winning that game, going to the Final Four. I have Villanova and Houston meeting up in the Elite Eight. I have Villanova going to the Final Four. Those are those will be Saturday's games. Then I have Purdue and UNC facing off. I like North Carolina to beat Purdue. I, I like them to get to the Final Four. They're playing incredible right now, way better than an eight seed. And finally, in the Midwest region, I've got Kansas facing off against Miami, where I will have Kansas going to the Final Four there. So that makes a Final Four of Gonzaga facing off with UNC, where I will have Gonzaga winning that game, going to the championship game. And then Villanova facing off against Kansas, where I will have Villanova winning that game and facing off against Gonzaga. And then my updated national champion is Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. I like Nova to cut down the nets. They, they've just been slept on their plan so great at the moment. They really are. And I think they can, if they face off with Gonzaga, I think it's a toss-up. I'll take Nova, though. Yeah, I'm going to keep most of mine. I have have Gonzaga beating Arkansas, Duke beating Tech, and then I have Duke beating Gonzaga in the Elite Eight going to the Final Four. I have UCLA beating North Carolina. I have Purdue beating St. Peter's. UCLA beating Purdue, putting them in the Final Four. Arizona topping Houston, Nova topping Michigan, Nova topping Arizona, Nova in the Final Four. 
Kansas over Providence and Miami over Iowa State. Kansas beating Miami in the Final Four. It's 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 almost the same for me. I have all my teams alive, and I don't <laughs> want to change them because I don't want to jinx myself. But, I mean, I have Duke beating UCLA in the Final Four and Kansas beating Nova in the Final Four, putting Duke and Kansas for a final, Duke winning it. Coach K rides off into the sunset. You know you want that to happen. I'd love to see it. I just, it's it's I it's it is a fairy tale perfect ending for Coach K's career. It is, and I love Coach K as a coach. I just don't think they get past Texas Tech and Gonzaga. In it's going to be a. T- it makes sense though for his career. Toughest road to win a championship in his last season. Without a doubt. And we'll be back for you on Friday afternoon recapping Thursday night's games as well as giving another brief preview for Friday's games and already talking about Saturday's Elite Eight action. For Cody Blazak, I'm David Smith. This has been Hot Takes.